and welcome to Destination to Excellent podcast. Destination to Excellence is an organization dedicated to building your faith, leading you to your destination to walk in excellence. I'm your host, Alonda Billings. Now, let's jump into the devotion for today and get some juicy nuggets from the word. Father God, we just come to you saying thank you. Thank you for waking us up this morning, God. Thank you for protection. God, thank you for your love. God, we ask you right now to search each and every one of our hearts, Lord. If there's anything that is not like you, God, we ask that you remove it, God. Forgive us of the things that we do unknowingly, unknowingly, God, that are not holy and acceptable to your Lord, God. God, we thank you right now, God. God, we ask you, God, to go before us as we start another day here on earth, God, that you, you dismiss your angels to go before us, God, and make the pathway straight. God, we ask you right now in the name of your son, Jesus, Lord, to just renew our minds and renew our spirits, Lord. God, we thank you that you will show us today, God, with your Holy Spirit, God, how to just be holy, how to be godly, God, and how to walk with compassion for others, Lord. As we go forth, God, we just ask you, God, to just continue to show us how to love on our brother and our sisters, God. Near and far, God. Allow us to have a word, a seed. God, allow us to have something in our hand to give to someone else, God. Allow us, God, to just be there, God, to meet their need, God. Because we know, God, you want to take care of all of us, God, but you need us, God, your children, God, to be ready and willing, God, to just do that which you direct us to do, God. God, we thank you for the spirit of obedience, God. Obedience to listen to the direction that you are giving us, God. God, that we just thank you for that right now, God. God, we come against all spirits of logicness, logical thinking, God. God, we come against the world's type of thinking, God, when it comes to just standing in the gap for our brother, God. God, we thank you right now, God. God, we lift up, God, those individuals who have no home, God, as we get ready to transition to the winter season, God. God, we thank you for shelters being built, God, their needs being met, God. We thank you for protection, God. God, we thank you that they have the PPE they need, God. We just thank you right now, God. God, we thank you that they'll just have something as simple as warm socks that's on their sh- on their feet, God, as it's just been a rainy season, God. God, we thank you for footwear for their feet, God. God, we just ask you right now to keep them, God. Keep their mind. Keep their heart. Keep their body, God. Keep them whole and healthy, God. And then we go some Jesus. And God, we just thank you for that right now. God, we thank you right now that we will not just hide the word in our heart, God, but we'll be willing to give it to others, God, so that they will know you, God. God, we just thank you. And God, we just lift up our brethren throughout the entire world, God. There are some who just want to get this morning and do what we're doing, God, to be able to gather together and fellowship with each other and God. But they can't because of the laws that are in their country. And we just ask you right now, God, that you, God, in the name of your son, Jesus, Lord, that you just continue to and love on them, God. 
God, we just thank you. We thank you for it now, God, and in your son, Jesus. We thank you for giving them everything that they need, God. And God, we just thank you. God, we just dedicate Wednesday, God, for that you just intercede, God, for those who just don't have God. And we thank you, God. We know that your hand is not short, God, and that you'll meet all of our needs. And God, we know that your children are how you meet the needs of other people a lot of times, God. And we just thank you for giving us the opportunity to be the ones who can meet someone else's needs, God. And we just praise your name, your son, Jesus. Amen. 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 All right. Good morning. So today, everyone, remember, today is our day that we take an opportunity to just have something for others. Um, it could be people you know, you don't know, on your job, family members, um, whomever. You know, as one of our amazing ladies of the line would say, Ms. Alonda, tell us, have a bag with some goodies and treats to get to people who are hungry, have clothes to give away to those who may need it. You never know how you're going to bless someone and you don't know their situation. So we just actually just be sensitive to the Holy Spirit today and just be ready to give. As God has given to us. Amen. 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 All right. So today our verse is Psalm 34, 17. And I'm going to read it from the King James Version as well as the NLT, New Living Translation. So the KGV Version says, The righteousness cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The NLT version says, the Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. Does anybody else have a different version? Um, I have the contemporary English version. All right, go ahead, ma'am. Go ahead. (laughs) It said, when his people pray for help, he listens and rescues them from all, from their troubles. And I have the King James Version. Did somebody read that? Go ahead. You can read it. Go ahead. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. Okay. Does anybody else have any additional version? All right. Hearing none. Let us now go into the history. Does anybody have any history they want to share before I share mine? Um, I had some, unless somebody else has. Mine is real short, and it's specific to Psalms 34. And uh, I uh, forgot about the story until I, every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, wow. So it was written by David, you know, the psalm, and it was... Um, when he pretended to be have madness before Abimelech, when he was un, um, when he was undercover and he was high hidden within the Philistines, and he thought at the time that it was better safer to be with his enemies than be, you know, when he was hiding from Saul. And um, so when they recognized him, this is when he was pretending to go mad. And um, this act allowed him to escape because at the time David's beard was real long and it was messy, and he just made he just 
foamed and spit at his mouth so he would look like he was a crazy man. <laughs> so this act oh. helped him to escape from the uh, Philistine. So this is when this was all written in Psalms 34. Hmm. I thought that was fun. I'm like, oh, that's when he wrote this song. <laughs> Hmm. Okay, anybody else have anything else real quick before I add? Nope. Okay, so similar to yours, Miss Stephanie, when I looked at it, it um and started saying the history, what I found is that this particular verse um correctly aligns, like you said, to first Samuel twenty one through twenty two. And oh. we're talking about King Saul, his pursuit of him, how he went to his enemies to live. But then I went into what was the historical context of Psalm 34 as a whole. And this is on as an Christocratic psalm, and it relates directly to Psalm 25, not just in form, but also in the major theme, the emphasis of redemption that brings each psalm to close, and the individual and corporate application of the Lord's deliverance are found throughout. The psalm unfolds with a praise mode followed by teaching. So I thought that was very interesting that it had a psalm that was similar to it. Um, so that's what I was able to get. Hmm. Well, you think about it, when you listen to psalms, you're sometimes when I'm reading, I'm like, didn't I read this somewhere else before? And yeah. Mm -hmm. But you think about it sometimes when we pray, We'll say things, and we're like just reiterating and just giving God praise and glory again. So I could see it happening with David as well, especially yeah. with the stuff he was going through with Saul. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then his own doing with his children. Right. Um, and, he, and it was a change of behavior for this particular song for him that he had to, over, to come in contact with, to change how he thought of God in his relationship grew from that. Mm -hmm. All right. Anybody else have anything else? Remember uh, the chat Alanda mentioned yesterday, lady. All right, then. So I'll give my the next part of the history I'm going to actually share when we get to the um, reference verses. So anybody have any words that they pulled out that they want to share? Oh, okay. Did right. uh, y'all <laughs> call my name? Because I, I had to let go let the dog out. Did somebody call my name? I heard my we name. We called your name for half a second. We said, check the chat. Check the chat. Oh, somebody that's what... Like a mind Oh, okay. Check the chat. All right. I ain't seen nobody <laughs> chat. Ain't no notifications on the chat. So if you want to chat, okay. go ahead and chat. All right. Um <clears throat> so okay. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, uh because I my first word was righteous, the righteous. Um, of course, I already talked about that. Um like I said, right. that, that right yeah. wiseness. Um, so I kind of didn't want to do that one again because I like that definition. So I'm going to kind of stick with that every time I read anything that has righteous in it. I'm going to use that definition in my head to to get clear clarity on it. Um, <clears throat> but my next word was uh, hears. 
And the definition, it says the thing perceived. And then it, I like this one. And this is probably what I will use from now on. Sensational perception. Um, uh, yeah, I, that one kind of hears. So it says the righteous crowd and the Lord hears them. Um, and it said sensational perception. So it, it's almost like he they're saying that God is moved on our emotion and on our sincerity. Mm-hmm. That he's not moved by you just, oh, Lord, <clears throat> oh, Lord. You no, know, he's moved on your heart. You know, so sometimes it's not the spoken word that you say, but it's your heart um, condition in it. So yeah. I, I thought that was... Um, very insightful for me to realize that he hears you. It's not a, it's not always audible. Yeah. And I think, of, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, ahead my shoes. No, go ahead, Stephanie. Because I was going to just go ahead. I was going to say that um, when you say that, I think about when people say, "Come up, uh, oh God knows my heart." I don't say that anymore unless I know what I'm thinking is okay. Correct. Because that is the truth. He does know your heart. (laughs) Exactly. You're convicting yourself, especially if you're doing something wrong. Exactly. And you know you're doing wrong, but you're trying to play it off. I said, well, God knows my heart. Baby, you just condemned yourself. Yes. You really have. he does know your heart. Like you said, the sincerity. He hears. Yes. So he hears your secrets of your heart. When you don't want nobody else to know, he knows. (laughs) <laughs> when you're standing there listening, but your heart is saying something totally different, but you're looking exactly. like you're compassionate. Exactly. When you're saying, girl, shut your face. <laughs> okay. I know better. To go along with that, so Miss Alonda and Miss Stephanie, to go along with that, I get the word cry or crying. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And we think of that you as someone who's sobbing from pain or anguish. And in this term, when I really looked at it from a biblical standpoint, um, it meant the pain from distress and our frequent use for a crying to God, which means a plea to God. Um, mm. So this in this particular verse, David was pleading pleading to God, like, God, how much longer should I really have to deal with this? And then he's finally said, you know what? I know you hear my cry. I know you hear my petition. Um, I know you're going to help me and deliver me. And I'm just going to wait for that to come. It was more of that type of cry versus which cry. So it goes with that here. Like, you know, God hears us, but our, when we cry or when we petition God, is it done with a pure heart? Which is not only our inner heart, but also our mind. Mm-hmm. Is it clear? Is yes. it does it align? Is it righteous with God? Yes. And I think that's what that word righteous. When you pull those three together, it's like it's a righteous cry, meaning that you are mm-hmm. without blemish or sin. Mm-hmm. 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 I know that um because I took mine from the um C E V version. And so the first word that I got was when, because it says when his people, 
And instead of cry, it said pray. And I'll get to that in a minute uh, when we go further. But the word when I had was at what time, just as soon as, while, at the moment that, during, at which instant, immediately upon, at the same time that. So when I read it, it says when his people pray. So at the at when we start opening our mouth, mm-hmm. he hears us. It's not like he's waiting for us to finish because he already knows. He's just waiting for us to put what we need into action. Exactly. To ask. And if I put it in the form with my own kids, my own children, I sometimes I know what they want for like when they were little. They I knew what they wanted for Christmas, but I always tell them. You have to give me a list. You have to be specific with mama and daddy what you want. Because mm-hmm. if you're not, you won't get what you're asking for. And so, and I, you know, I always told them that if what you're asking for is not at your age level, you still won't get it because it's not safe for you. And God just let me see that when I was raising them, that's the way I deal with you, Stephanie. Unless you ask, I, I know what you already want. What and what you need, but some I just want you to ask me. Mm-hmm. Trust me that I'm going to give it to you. And if it's something that you don't need at this time, it's on hold until you're ready for it. Hmm. Hmm. So and it, the it, word when, when I saw during and at which at that very moment, um, he hears you. And you know what I like about that, Stephanie, when you were making that analogy of, um, you know, not only does he uh, allow make you wait, but he understands. And it's not that your whatever you've asked for is not there. And I think that says believers, mm-hmm. we we don't realize that whatever you've asked for is there. But if it's not the timing, if it's not yeah. in its own timing or in its what he needs you to have at that time, because you're not prepared for that. You're not ready for mm-hmm. that level of uh, spiritual maturity. So he can't give it to you because you're not ready for it. I agree with you 100% Alana, because I know I used when I was young, I'm like, God, I want to do something big for the kingdom. I want to do... If he would have gave me what I know now, then I would have hurt myself and hurt somebody else in the process because I would have been looking for my own, is it a vain glory? Yeah, yeah. Instead of doing it out of his will and what he has, what his purpose is, it would have turned to my purpose mm-hmm. and not his purpose. Exactly. Which stepping out of his will. So with that being said, what came to mind was going back to one of my favorite Christmas stories, a movie, where it says you're going to shoot your eye out. And he was telling her, oh. it's not that we don't want you to have it, but it's time for you. You can't have it because you'll hurt yourself or hurt others. And sometimes yeah. we have to realize that, that when we're in an incubator or, you know, God is letting us take that time to say, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it to you, just not now. It's because he truly wants us to continue to grow and develop. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ex- that is exactly what he's saying. Yeah. Can I give my next word, Marshana? Yes, ma'am. It's the second word. I feel like I went down in the rope of the first four words. Because it says, when his people pray. So the next word was his. And I found this really interesting. We know that it's belonging or associated with the male person or titles. And, um, but when I looked at the Hebrew, 
It's pronounced ho or high, and it uh, probably written both for both genders. And they said, especially when it's used Hebrew and Arabic, it's used. And it's used in a, in a form of, I mean, uh, it's, it's a name for God. And in a, uh, it's called Sufism, which is a mystic, uh, the mystic side of Islam. And they don't want to attribute gender to Allah. And when I read that, I'm like, God, they mixed up. And I wrote this down. I says, but we know as Christians that what they are seeking in the, in the, the mystic form is of Islam or any other religion is only found in Jesus through his, through his Holy Spirit and only given to his children so they can seek, but they won't find. Mm. So I thought that was interesting, just that part about it, the way, you know, I don't know why God helped me be fine, but that, that part right there just reminded me. People are seeking for seeking for him, and they're calling, oh, they're looking for the crystals. They're looking for anything mystic in today's society to find a peace and to find that hope in their troubles, but they can't find it apart from Jesus Christ. So, and that was for the my word his. It just and it went down uh, some other things, but I didn't have it. It all went away from Christ, and I came had to bring it back to his. What it meant that word. Mm. But I thought that was like everybody's searching, but they don't. They searching, but they don't want to look to the to the source. Mm-hmm. So to add to to what you had, um, well, not what you had, but necessarily going on to another word, um, when you said searching, it made me remember what my next word was, which is delivers. Um, so even though you're searching, he's saying, I'll give you and what the definition was, make free, set free, rescue from danger. Um, so he's. You know, he's saying that I can make you free. I'm setting you free. Yeah. Hmm. And it does go with what, you know, with that. With his. Mm -hmm. Wow. Because we are his people. And that's Mm -hmm. why we get set free and delivered. If nobody else, can I do my next one? Marshawn, does it, um, anybody else have a word? Uh, go ahead, go do that. Last, go ahead and do that word real quick. Okay, and it's um, people, and we know it's human beings or a collective body. And in the Hebrew and Greek, it represents something over a dozen. And in Greek specifically, it's called oklos, oklos and it's common people as opposed to the rulers and the leading men. In the populace, so Oculus, which is just a common people. And in the Hebrew, it's um, Goy, G-O-Y, and it's the Jewish name for non-Jewish person. So they, um, and one thing, and I was looking up um, things, is that it said that 
the King James Version doesn't use the word people much. Only in certain instances. I'm like, hmm. And then they gave certain scriptures where it was found, and I thought that was interesting. They said it's the only translation that doesn't really use the word people as much as the others do. Hmm. And they only use it for specific purposes and verses. That is quite interesting. I know. I had to stop because I said, if I go further, that's a rabbit hole. I don't have time for the rabbit hole today. So... All right, so does anybody have any, do you have anything, something else, Miss Alonzo? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay, so the, the, the word, word I had was troubles. Um, and um, it says that it's um, an agitation, a disturbance, um, trouble in mind, in fear, or perplexity. You know, I like that word. Perplexity. Yeah. Is it agitation? Agitation, disturbance, troubled mind, in fear, or perplexity. I have the word uh, ravages. Ooh, what version did you use? Okay, yeah. Um, Psalms 34, 17, correct? Yes. Yeah, but what, well, what version, version did you I use? Did NIV. Hmm. It says, oh Lord, how long will you look on? Rescue my life from their ravages, my precious life from these lions. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, uh. That's interesting, Andrea. Make sure. Let me make sure I'm in 34. I could be in 35. Oh, my gosh, which is what I was. But that's sorry. even better. I like that oh. one. I like that I, Okay, well, forget Ravages. I'll come back. <laughs> no, do that one. I like that. Because Ravages is pretty much similar to Troubles. Yeah. Uh, ravages says Acts of Destruction committed by man. Mm. Okay. okay. Acts of destruction. Come committed on. Committed by man. Mm. And it does go with trouble. Mm -hmm. mm. I like that okay. word too. Any more words that you have besides ravage? Uh, well, I was in the wrong verse, so no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we all do that. Girl, I was doing the wrong. I was doing the wrong book and chapter from a card that was my personal <laughs> note, and I was like gone at it. I'm like, wait a minute, this don't seem right. I wrote this card down already. Where is it? Yeah, yeah. Don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, so does anybody else have? Any more words before we go into um, verses? Nope. No. Okay. So I'm going to do my verse first because I had to um, run away from my child. Um, 
So I have, when I read this and I was going into the history, one thing it talked about was Hebrews 11 and 1. Um, now that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And I was like, I don't get the connection. And so as I was looking at it, this was the beginning of David really having that intimate faith with God. Because remember, he said he cried for his righteousness. And basically, God hears us. Mm-hmm. So he was basically saying in the Old Testament, it was a prototype or foreshadowing of what faith is looking like. Like, yes, you're crying. Yes, you're upset. But guess what we know? God hears us. And mm-hmm. God is going to deliver us. And God is going to protect us. And God is going to be there for us. So that's a direct correlation to that scripture. Because sometimes, like, what does faith look like? Faith may be a, a, a process to get there, to know that God has you. But this was God, David's way of saying he knew God had him. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 1, 14. Hebrews 11, 1. 11, 1. Yes. Okay. So going along with that chains and bondage, um, mine is Ephesians 6 and 20. And to be honest, I can't remember who's in chains. I think this is Paul in, in, in some type of imprisonment. Mm-hmm. But it says, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Yeah. Pray that I may declare it fearless as I should. In other words, mm. even though I'm in oppression, I'm accounted as fearless. Mm. Because he's going to deliver me regardless. Mm. I like that. Yeah, I well, I did um, an Andrea for this one. I looked into the little word, the scriptures in the middle. And uh, one of them was Hebrews 1, 14. I guess that's why I asked, because I'm like, wait a minute, because I'm in Hebrews too. And it says from the New Living Translation, therefore, angels are only servants, spirits sent to care for people who will in- inherit salvation. So... When we're in trouble, they're just waiting for us to talk. Mm-hmm. Give them something to do. They sitting around yeah. bored. Yeah. So you ain't doing. You ain't calling nobody. Wow, that was powerful. We're so happy you decided to tune in today to Destination to Excellent podcast, where we build faith discover our destination, and walk in excellence. Until next time, go and be great on purpose.